All right, hello and welcome to another Harko Meets Humans here at Pointon Studios. We've got some great guests for you today. It's Gussie and Ezra from Earth Tongue. Hello. Kia ora. Hello. It's funny that that kind of, that's the only part that makes you feel like you're on radio again. Like literally like that, the like, oh, I'm going to say hello and introduce my guests now. It's the only time that I've ever felt like, oh, this is a bit like I'm on a radio it's station a or, it's, or it's proper or normal. Yeah. Now we're just hanging out. Yeah. Now we're just hanging out. It's really, cool. ni- it's really nice to see you guys again. <laughs> yeah. Nice to see you. Um, and it's great that you're up in Auckland. I really like having you here because I must say like uh, every time I see you guys, I'm always very happy to see you. I'm like uh, 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 overly joyous. Because I feel like you're, you know, for a long time, you know, pre-COVID, you were always, always away on the road yes. doing like sweet things. And I had like a friendship with you through the internet where I just watched all the dope shit you were doing. So it's as, as shitty as it is that you're here now and not still continuing doing that thing for now, it's really nice to have you here and doing shit in Auckland. Yeah, it's cool to be here. We're not, we're not complaining about being quote unquote stuck in New Zealand right now. It's, um, it's the place to be, I think. Yeah, right. You're not going. You're not getting too bored, or like. Nah, I think we've had um, we've had our fair share of itchy feet time, mm. um, and now we're just embracing uh, having a routine and being in one place. We just signed a lease on a flat. Oh my god! So, I guess we're we're sticking around for a while until things are clearer and we can go and play more shows around the place. Yeah. Right. Mm. Because uh, how that, when you started that big trip, do you like um, when you, you basically like left Wellington and hit the road? How, yeah. How, how long did that end up being before you kind of settled back down somewhere? Because it felt like, was it over a year? It's a little bit complicated. So we've done, um, we've done two European and uh, UK tours. Yeah. Uh, the first was in, 2018 yeah. and that was one that we uh, just dived in and booked it all ourselves yeah. and it was like <laughs> kind of insane looking back on it. We did I think 26 or 27 shows over over a two month period so it was kind of, it was, it was like it was a lot of shows and a lot of driving but it was also a lot of days off. Right. It was and like a holiday with some shows. Yeah, so we, we <laughs> covered a lot of ground and played in a lot of dive bars. Everyone who booked us had no one had heard of us, no one knew anything. So it was super DIY. We didn't know what to expect. They didn't know what to expect. And generally, <laughs> like if apart from a few shows, it it was it was really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We we learned a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then last year we did um I did two trips, so the first was going over in May, doing a tour with Mermaidens, yeah. and then after that, Ezra and I did a tour, and then I went back to New Zealand for about six weeks, and then came back again um, for another Mermaidens tour in September, but Ezra was over there that, that whole time. Right. So yes. he was there for like six months, and I was there for... Three months in total kind of thing. So last year for me, it was, well, for both of us, it was three circuits of Europe kind of from starting in Berlin roughly going to like 
Northern England or Scotland yeah. and then back yeah. on the road three times. So that was pretty crazy. How does that <laughs> how does that happen? Is that you do you did you was there a point in time where you sat down and with the Mermaidens guys as well and were like, okay, it makes sense for us to do all of this one after the other? Or was it just like, oh, we're already planning this. Oh, well, should we just tack this on? And then it just keeps going. Like, how does that happen? It doesn't really make sense and it's not very smart. Um, <laughs> it's because both bands had records coming out and we were just we just decided at the start of the year that we were going to try push internationally more than just in New Zealand. Yeah. So, yeah. So we it was it was a decision. It's not like we had all these opportunities and offers coming in and all that stuff like we for a lot of it we we made it happen, yeah. you know. Yeah, right. Um, just by sending emails and reaching out to people and from that first tour, making connections like uh, at one of our first shows on that first tour in 2018, um, we got put on a bill in Berlin with a band from the UK who uh, the guitarist of which ended up being our record label guy. Cool. Because um, we just played together. He really dug it. We were, a year later, we had the record to release and he was like, yep, keen. And yeah, and that that having that record label based on that side of the world really helped with kind of exposure and getting more shows booked over there as well. So that's Stolen Body Records, which is in Bristol. Mm. Um, and you and played their festival, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he puts on um, Astral Festival, which is formerly Bristol Psych Fest. Um, and he just, yeah, he just does everything himself. He's, his, himself. He's like really young guy, has really great bands that aren't like super well known, but are consistently touring and releasing stuff. So um, it's been like a really cool and great relationship. Yeah, we've become good friends and we yeah. still catch up real often. He's super lovely. And that sounds like the exact, like that was a very natural formed relationship, like personally and business wise. Yeah, yeah. And we, we, with that first tour, we weren't like super delusional thinking we were just going to go to Europe and make it big. We kind of had a few small goals that was like, we want to find a small suitable record label and mm. we want to make some connections to do this again, you know, and, and that happened. So that was cool. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. And so obviously you start making connections and then you, did you think that because you did that, that first one, then it was like when the Mermaidens stuff came along, you're like. All right, we can. We, why not just do it? Let's just yeah. go back and do that again. Like, yeah, we definitely learned a lot from booking that first tour, and were pretty naive about how much work it takes and how much lead-in time you need for booking shows. Like, um, now that we have a um, we have a booking agent um, who we ha unfortunately haven't done a tour with yet yeah um, right because we oh. were supposed to a couple of months ago but they're booking like at least a year in advance for their bands um and the first tour we booked we were kind of like <laughs> asking venues if they had a show like next month and they're yeah. like what are you up to right we, we pretty much did everything <laughs> wrong in, in the book yeah like we were trying to book shows through august i think which is which is like the festival only month over there um, because everyone's on holiday, like the venues all shut up and everyone goes okay, to right. Yeah, they're like, it's, what do you mean it's France? Everyone goes, we all go on holiday in August. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we were like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> it's summer. Yeah. But like, how it is, is true. I no. guess, how would you know, how would we know that 
it's it's not like that's like <laughs> just, no one's talking about that in their interviews on like and we don't live there mm. like it's yeah. like in New Zealand like yeah you just fucking book a show yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. there's kind of yeah. I guess they might not yeah well hey now you can tell other people it's like hey guys give some lead in on your Europe yeah picks. August in Europe don't do it it's a no go <laughs> our advice is look for a booking agent yeah <laughs> no I don't know I, I think it was cool that we did it ourselves, but um, it's, yeah, it's not the only way to do it. Yeah. It depends on what your priorities are. Like we have a pretty um, lax attitude to money and mm. um, think that having great experiences and um, learning lessons <laughs> is more valuable than being like, oh, no, like that's going to be that's a terrible financial decision to go and blow all your money on, you know, playing a couple of shows on the other side of the world. Um, And even though like, yeah, it hasn't been profitable yet. It's, it has been profitable (laughs) in our, in other ways, (laughs) in our hearts. Which is like a really good, kind of a really essential perspective for a touring band, right? Yeah. Really? Yeah. If you're from New Zealand. Yeah. Yeah. Especially (laughs) like, it's a big, cost to have to outlay at the start especially if you're like you know every band has to do a little bit of grind usually do it a few times at least you know what i mean like mm. i'm sure it must be super hard to survive that if you're like where's the money now yeah it's yeah, like yeah. well dude and it, it would have been harder if we didn't see like steady progression both times we went over there and then this time that got cancelled a few months ago that was going to be another big step up mm in terms of like festivals we were playing and um, we were getting put on as a support act from a much bigger band for, for a whole tour. So that would have been really cool. But um, hopefully next year. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I mean, I think momentum's on hold. It doesn't, Yeah, that's yeah. what I feel mm-hmm. at the moment. I feel like everyone's going to give everyone a free pass really because mm. we're all in the same boat, I think, you know. Totally. Yeah. Um, and I think your that approach works so well with – the band because the band is a great live band like you guys are like you know there are there are ba- there are bands that are like um a production kind of um based and then they they happen to play live there's some bands who kind of mm. don't even think about it and they just like play live but it's whatever but i've always viewed you guys as like a this is a live experience thing mm. like that's kind of the the energy to it mm. us too and that's why we wanted to just get over there and play in yeah. front of people and see what happened like I doubt there's anyone who's gonna go. It's it it's it makes so much sense for you guys when no one's really gonna walk into a show where they don't know who you are and then not have some kind of reaction to it. Mm. And you know what I mean? Because mm. it is it is really good, and you, 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 they can't just be like, "Oh, that's not very good." They have to be like, "Ah, oh, well, that well, that was amazing." And then mm. how do I feel about it? I think that's such a key thing that a lot of people don't think about. Mm. Yeah, I sometimes wonder if um, our uh, music sort of translates and comes across as it should in the recordings Um, because there's I can think of a lot of bands that you know you say oh you've got you've got to see them like like yeah the recordings don't really Mm. do them justice but you've got to see them live I I hope we're not one of those well (laughs) I don't think so but like what's your like I, I don't think that at all but it is an interesting thing it's there are very few bands that tend to excel in in both all yeah. the time when you really like think about it and I, it's it's quite an interesting it's because it is such a different mindset with a whole different set of 
skills almost. Mm, mm. Mm. Like, I think with the recordings, we haven't wanted to um, capture like a really rock sound. We've kind of gone for this like compressed vintage mm. um yeah, like not a massive big reverby like, you know, yeah. rock drums. Rock. Yeah, we sort of wanted to treat it differently to yeah. the live. Yeah, yeah. and also yeah. in the songwriting too, I think like having more poppy structures and, and having the recorded music kind of drawing to a, a wider audience and then and then just when they do come to the shows, absolutely throwing extra heaviness and craziness in, into their faces. I do think it's better. <laughs> I do think it's a lot better to be that way around of like, we're figuring out the recording thing, but the live show when you turn up is going to be like fucking solid gold every time, as opposed <laughs> to the band who can like record and write and then like studio master. And then you turn up and it's kind of underwhelming mm. live. Mm. That could be way, I think mm. way You've more disappointing. You've got to have a balance between mm. the two. Eh? It's funny. Cause you talk about like, there is a lot of I love guitar music I love like rock bands and stuff mm. but it is kind of boring when it's just like translated to a, to a record and uh, uh, quite often I'm like oh I could just like you know I can uh, there's nothing new or interesting there for me but mm. I actually think of you guys more like someone you introduced me to who I love now which is Ty, Ty Siegel and like Fuzz because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. he's a guy who, like you kind of look at like oh yeah he's a guitar guy and he plays in a guitar rock band like they're great but they're, they're a rock band but his recordings like progressively even have gotten mm. far more produced but not in just a like shiny way in like yeah. an actual like um, creative way mm. I really think that yeah. he's like a really good one to kind of look at I think Haven't for the, sure this new Idols record as well I don't know if you guys like Idols I haven't Idols. listened to it I keep seeing the posters around oh is that out it's, co- yeah. it's coming out tomorrow oh okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but it was they got it because they're an amazing live band I've seen them live and they were fucking yeah, incredible yeah. but they Caught got them at Meow last Kenny year. Beats to produce it who's that he's a he's one of the like top hip hop producers oh, wow. who does a lot of work um, with uh, a whole bunch of people um, but is yeah, he one who, of the UK hip hop producers? No, he's American, American. Okay. but he works with he's done, he's done work with like Slow Tie and like JP Mafia and all these kind of like Rico Nasty, um, Thundercat, all these kinds of people. Whoa! And he's but he's a big like fan of all types of music and uh, yeah. So that, it's not a hip hop record. It's not a hip hop <laughs> record, but that's the thing you hear, and it's just like it's like it sounds like extra disgusting in parts, and it sounds like extra yeah. bouncy in parts, and it's like it's a band that's really kind of embracing the producer role. You know mm. what I mean? Like getting someone to, to actually produce the yeah, record and yeah. bring something new to it, yeah. which I find so interesting. The same kind of thing Parquet Courts did with um, Danger Mouse mm. for that mm. last record, which mm. was like on paper, I was like, how is this going to fucking mm. sound? Yeah. But it's, it's really good. I guess a good producer just has a really good ear mm. and it doesn't matter if they're not, if the genre is not mm. their main thing. Mm. Especially if they're malleable yeah. and but then there's the Mark Ronson Queens of the Stone Age thing, which Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that it doesn't work. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> Which which what did he do? The, which one he did the latest one. It was called Oh, the something. album was not He did the, great, the red it? one, villains. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Oh no, did he only do the more recent one? I can't remember. I don't remember. He did the one that was like <laughs> like a fifties swing kind of like Queen's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The mm. rockabilly stuff. Yeah. I can tell you what, they it was yeah. a lot better live. Yeah. Than it was recorded. Oh, I saw mm. it. It was big, amazing. big fan. I was not, like not bagging on Queen's of the Stone Age, big yeah. fan. Dopey. I actually watched <laughs> their um they put that Iggy 
pop, the documentary of them making post-pop depression, which is like the Josh Homie Iggy Pop album up on YouTube for free during the first lockdown. Oh. I watched that and it was fucking incredible. I, oh, cool. I don't yeah, think I've listened that. to that. Oh, it's amazing. I yeah. love that record. Yeah. Because I'm not even a huge back catalog Iggy Pop fan. Mm. But like, because I, I didn't grow up. Did you guys grow up with music in your household? Like around music and people? Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't at all. Music loving like, parents for sure. Oh, right. Yeah. See, I had... I, I, my first like album was like um, Green Day's American Idiot because Jim from Sports brought it in to our primary school, and like I've had to work my way back from that point. Yeah, since so I'm like I'm really bad. Like I've hardly listened to any like Beatles records. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you mean? I, like, I could play that whole. I could play American Idiot from start to finish on guitar. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell chords, man. Did your parents just not weren't weren't into any music? Ah, they were in radio. They like music. Yeah, yeah. But it wasn't. There was just nothing there. And it's Timaru as well. So it's like there's, they, they shipped in two yeah. NME magazines every week to Wickles. <laughs> um, and there was my, my friend was one of the guys who got it every week. So I, I, I was just like, oh, cool. Like, oh, two you got the singular copies. Yes. And I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh, cool. I, I like Art, I, you know, I like Art de Monkeys and Block Party. And like, oh, just every band that NME puts in, they're the only bands I knew. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until yeah, I heard yeah. like the Mint Chicks. I was yeah. like, oh my God, we can do How this in New Zealand. things have changed. Yeah, crazy, yeah. <laughs> um, there was, because it's, it's funny that you're up here now. It really felt like before COVID and before you guys did, it kind of really hit the touring hard, there was like a real th- thing happening in Wellington with your group, like from the outside personally, mm. like f- with your group of friends that I thought was, a- as a moment in time, was like a really exciting time. Mm. And like every act that I've seen that came out of that group, I've always had a great time watching. And I don't know, did, did you have a sense of that when it was happening, that there was something there or? Like, like, I'm about, like we're talking about the like Hans Puckets and the. Yeah. And oh no, no. Yeah. And all yeah. that stuff. Cause like every time you guys want to. I mean, I, I, I think all, all those bands are amazing. <laughs> the best. Um, but yeah, I like to think from the outside people were, were looking in and, and thinking there was something special going on, but I don't know, it's hard to it's hard to say when you're in when you're in there. Yeah. Yeah, I think um I don't know, I just I think Wellington does have a really like distinctive um uniqueness uh in the music scene. There's um yeah, there's just so many weird bands. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking like All Seeing Hand and Orchestra of Spheres, um, Mr. Stereo Assembly. It's like, yeah, there's there's some weirdness. Yeah, Earth Tongue was definitely born out of. And out not of so that much like, um, there's, I feel like there's not much darkness in Wellington music. Right. Not like you get the, the sort of um, the really kind of. Uh, dreary in a good way um, feeling from Dunedin bands and mm. I don't know there's more just like mm. bands that bring the party mm. <laughs> yeah because you've you've spent a, a lot of time in Auckland now and a lot of time in Wellington mm. like what is there a way you could describe the difference between the we kind have, of like m- musical scenes there in a sense or like there's not really or I feel really like stumped with Auckland because I think we don't really um, we don't know the like the politics behind you know like 
a certain band had like this particular member and like this person's in a fight with this band. And, oh, right. You know, yeah. we, like we don't really know the, the I don't know context. what that has to do with the music though. <laughs> that, 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 uh, that stuff goes on in Wellington as well, right? Surely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, is, yeah it is weird turning up here and, and knowing a lot of individuals around the, the scene but not knowing all the interconnectedness though. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, we haven't lived in Auckland in a non-COVID time, so yeah. it's hard to like it's hard to comment on the difference super clearly. Um, if you had I to don't describe know, very like, different cities, if you had to if you had to try and explain to someone what Wellington music and is is and what kind of dif- like makes it the stuff that comes out of there, what it is, do you have any sense of of what's actually going? You said you said before it's like there's not much darkness there. And I, I think mm. I, I, I kind of probably agree with you. Like, I can't really. I mean, Beast Wars is probably the only. <laughs> but I'm, I'm also a bit of a noob. I don't know heaps and heaps of Wellington bands. Mm. Whereas, like, you're right, Dunedin, like, now and even when, like, we were there, it was just like it was very dark, noisy, and moldy, and noisy. Yeah, and yeah. Some dope shit, but yeah. But yeah. there's definitely some, some positive, jangly stuff coming out of the South these days as oh, well. Yeah. I don't know. It's. All the cities are always ebbing and changing, and um, like right now, this this jazz tinged pop thing seems to be massive in Wellington. Like massive, all of these because um, uh, we also book one of the stages for um, Newtown Festival, the big street party yes. in, in in Newtown in Wellington, and we're still doing that even though we're living up here. Um, and we were just talking about it today, looking at all the bands that have applied, and just being like, wow, this this there's just so many of these kind of. Drax Project-ish, jazz school turned uh, guitar bandy, R&B-ish Yeah, like bands. hiatus coyote kind of Interesting. vibe. Yeah, so mm. that seems to be like the, the, the big draw yeah, right. in, in Wellington at the moment. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. New Zealand's a small place. It's, it's unique in itself. I think I think Wellington, Auckland, Dunedin, it's all the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is, they, they seem to have like their small little pockets they they may sometimes do like i would say like auckland does tend to have quite a lot of the like abrasive punk versus like pop thing going mm. quite a lot mm. especially when i was like in the 2000 2010s and probably now as well but yeah yeah it is funny that even in such a small country there are still like little pockets of that kind of like difference yeah we how did you find cuz you were you were living in berlin Israel. Yeah, so I, I kind of in between all the tours, I would I would base there, just because it's kind of cheap and fun and easy. Long enough to kind of go to a lot of lo- like local shows or any local community stuff, or yeah, I didn't really get. It's like one of those big cities similar to London, where um, it's it's pretty hard to get a sense of the local scene, but there's just so many touring bands coming through that yeah. that you just get to absorb a lot of that. Um, and yeah, a, a lot of bands that tour a lot base themselves there as well. So it doesn't really, you know, there's a lot of bands that are based there but aren't necessarily from there or have been there for long. So it's pretty pretty hard to get a sense of that. But um, right, there's definitely pot. there's definitely like Germany in in general and all the surrounding countries have a very um, a, a, a very gig going culture. So it's not strange for a, you know for for any random individual to go to like three or four shows a week right it's it's just ingrained they they absorb a lot of culture and it's really cool 
was it like quite exciting being there and being around there? Did you find it quite inspiring or was it, I mean, obviously in the middle of like doing some fucking hard work, of course, can't always yeah. be. And like, uh, yeah, but. No, what, for, for sure. Yeah. Super inspiring. Because you've, you've lived in London. You've both lived in London. We met yeah. in London. Um, not necessarily the most inspiring place. I thought it was inspiring in a pretty similar way. Okay. Like, I think because we weren't there for that long. Um, you could still go to so, so see any night of the week. You could go see a band that you've known for years. Or, yeah. I guess yeah. I just felt like in, in London life, you got, just got sucked into the, uh, it was, sometimes the like day life stuff was a little bit hectic or shit or like hard. <laughs> so like, which kind of got in the way, like I hardly even went to any fucking bands really because mm. i was too busy like either having too much fun or like just being like this fucking sucks yeah like extremes i guess dance music getting in the way yeah 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 There's really a bit of that that's where the seed started mate <laughs> but i was just saying I was, I was explaining to someone that i met you for the first time in hackney work mm-hmm. but that also that you introduced me to like two of my favorite bands now which is ty siegel mm-hmm. but also you were the first person who played me kingers and the lizard was it <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty early. I was pretty early to that party. You were, you were, you were literally the first person talking about it to me. Play, I think you played the river or something ah, over, yeah. over the speakers. Yeah, I loved it. Shout out to that. Yeah, because that's a big influence on me. I saw them in London that year that we were there. Oh, awesome! That was yes, 2015. To like, yeah. how many? How big was that show? How many people? It was were they at Scala. Then? Oh, okay. So small. Yeah, right. Them. Probably like two thousand people. Yeah, most. right. And since then, they've played the Alley Pally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you guys have like venues that you're like, I want to play? I'm nervous about your Sorry. microphone. Yes. <laughs> I need to stop. I was saying before the podcast that I fiddle with the microphone. And if you're a longtime listener of the show, you would have noticed I've cut the microphone out a few times. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's fine. Thanks, Gussie. But thank you. Just so you know. That's, uh, thank you very much. I don't want to make you nervous with me playing the thing. Um, do you have venues that you're like, oh, I really want to fucking play at this oh, venue? Or like, do you guys think about it in that terms? Like, do you have goals like that? What's that venue in Amsterdam? There's a really legendary parody. Parody, so yeah. Ooh. That would be cool. Right. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you learn pretty quick that there's, there's like the, the hot venue in, in, in mm. all of these big cities over in, in Europe. And they're like, they're always really famous for a reason because they're yeah. like these amazing spaces. Yeah. Um, Mermaidens played at this place in Brussels called La Botanique. Yeah. And they, they, they played like in the basement downstairs, which was these old archways. It was really beautiful. But we also got to go upstairs and see the other band that was playing that night in this like famous historic kind of botanical cylinder thing, dome room. And it was the album Leaf. I don't know if you know that band. No. But, yeah. Oh, L-E-I-F? Maybe mm, they called the album Leaf. I think that it's just spelled like oh, okay, leaf. cool. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, that was yeah. There's just these amazing historic spaces that they turn into venues. But what was that? What was that um, space? Was it a botanical? It was some sort of significant botanical like museum or something. <laughs> right. It was really old, and um, they they discovered or like cultivated um what's it called chicory anyway you've, we've that's talked about that in so many interviews discovered 
is that your f- like, like in the room that we played in? That was where they discovered <laughs> this lettuce. So you'd like to play in more venues where like things were invented or discovered? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That would be a pretty good tour, like the <laughs> scientific tour of Europe, where you just Hell play in like yeah. famous laboratories. <laughs> That'd be great. Hell yeah, dude. That's good. Um, the other thing I wanted to, I mean, there's, uh, I could honestly talk to you about heat stuff because you guys do so much interesting shit. But like, one thing I did want to know from you is that from the outside, it looks like you guys put a lot, it looks really managed in a sense of like, there's a lot of thought going into not necessarily what gets put out, but almost like what doesn't get, how often things actually get put out and like almost restraint in terms of like, we're not going to post all the time. We're going to do this tour here. We're going to put, we're going to wait and put our album out there. And like, mm. there's like a, it seems like there's a plan all the time. Well, is, how true is that? <laughs> well, we live together. So it's pretty much a band meeting, uh, 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. But we, we're also not, um, like constantly posting on our personal social media and stuff either. I don't know. Mm. I just find it weird when people really try to record every moment of their daily lives. So I, th- I think, yeah, I think, I'll, I think we do try to plan stuff yeah. like that yeah. more or like make it so each post counts rather yeah. than just shouting into the void. Yeah. yeah, of course. I think I'm pretty particular about um, really, I really like plans. I like spreadsheets I like strategies. Mm. <laughs> so you, you actually enjoy that kind of like... Yeah, yeah. definitely. Awesome. Yeah. And just having, um, yeah, released a lot of things and also just worked in the music industry as my day job. Um, yeah, I think I have a pretty good handle on it. Yeah. And f- sometimes I just find it um, quite hard to pass on that kind of thing to other people because you know you're going to do... Um, the the best job that you want to, you know, the amount of work that you want to put into it because it's your own thing. Yeah. Um, and we make our music videos and kind of, yeah, have a big hand in all, all the imagery. Um, like we, we worked with the same illustrator, Callum Rooney, a lot. But, um, yeah, that's, that's like a decision. Like we want to keep working with him because he's great. Yeah, mm. right. And... You like you said you live together, so every moment's a band meeting. Do you actually like spend that much time? Like, how much really talking about the band or talking about music? Quite a lot. We we spend, yeah, we probably don't realize, but we spend quite a lot of time talking about Earth Tongue. Yeah, <laughs> um, right. <laughs> that's probably a good sign, though. It's you know. Yeah, I think it just it's always coming up um, with like movies we're watching or um, I we get a lot of kind of lyrics and ideas from books mm. um, and then imagery from, yeah, old, weird, um, psychic books. Yeah, do you, is, it, <laughs> it's, like is it you driving the, the aesthetics of Earth Tongue? I mean, obviously both of you quite like it, but in Me? terms of, yes, in oh. terms of like the kind of, the very vintage 70s kind of thing. Mm. I associate both of you with it, but then uh, you 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 wear a lot of the same clothes that you, yeah. like that fit this. So it's like, Ezra doesn't always. So yeah. I always, I've always wondered like, where you're, you're, you're both interested, but. We're both really into, um, yeah, just lots of 60s and 70s films yeah well, right most um, of our favorite music and, mu- and films music, is from is from those two decades yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. yeah i think it's pretty pretty equal we we both have a very like similar idea 
of the aesthetic that we like. Yeah. That's why it's kind of, it's such a big part of the band. Maybe like as much as the music. (laughs) I just love bands that have such a juicy aesthetic. It just makes you like, it's just another whole thing to get excited about. It makes the music sound better. You've got a whole world. (laughs) Like Earth Tongue is like a whole world in a sense, those yeah. kinds of bands and those that because you can you can see what it looks like and you can you can hear it and you yeah. can almost like interact with it and imagine it out of the context it's in. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what we're going for. Yeah, <laughs> would you ever make an Earth Tongue film? Ooh, I can see that happening. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Yeah, haven't really. Yeah, it would it'd oh, be a yeah. lot of work. But. Yeah, it would be a lot of work. <laughs> it's, it sounds like a good time to get onto the video stuff and like the first thing I really want to ask is like. I always take uh, take a lot of photos of friends, but not many friends take photos of me. So I have lots of photos of friends <laughs> and I myself. Yeah, yeah. Is it really, do you ever, obviously you take great stills, but also like videos of your of your friends. Is it hard to do it for yourselves? Compared, like, do you sometimes wish that like you could have clones of yourselves to do it for you on yourselves? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> do you ever that thought? Um, this is, this is. Kind of something that we're, we're actually struggling with this this coming weekend because we're shooting a section of a music video and and I've shot the other section of it of just of Gussie. We've been like trying to think of asking someone to help be the cameraman, but I we still want to direct it, mm. but I also want to be in it. So it's like <laughs> it's like an actual logistics <laughs> thing that you have to work out. Yeah. Um, this first half of the video we did was really cool though because. It was just us two and um, it was like a month ago and we were up staying with Ezra's family in Kirikiri and we, for our shoot day, we just went over to Opanoni and just had a whole day like playing in the sand dunes and like finding all these really sort of planetary looking locations and getting paid for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And it was just like the cast and crew was two people. Yeah, nice. And the band. <laughs> Music video coming soon. Do you think yeah. you could ever? Is it? Is there? Any, is any part of this like a control thing? Do you think? Can you ever see yourself working or giving Earth Tongues visuals over to anyone else at at, at any stage? Yeah, or? definitely. I, I don't think it's totally a control thing. I think it's just like a a, a DIY decision. You know how. You want it done, so you do it yourself. Of course. And like, yeah. yeah. You don't have to rely on other people and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's more just we, the, the bits, the visual things that we take responsibility for, we really enjoy. Yeah. And there's some of those things that we know we shouldn't do, like posters. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Graf- right, right. Graphic design in yeah. general. We'll hand that off I gladly. Th- and that, we, also, yeah. we also use the DIY music videos as a way to collaborate with other people, like we'll get, like, uh, we worked with Alan Waddingham for our last one that we shot in Berlin last year. Um, just like met him through Kiwi film people and ended up being really good friends and learning a lot from him. I've done a music video for Mermaidens where we worked with this, co-directed it with this guy from Christchurch called Julian Varius, who's a really talented um, music video DP and director. So, yeah. I I definitely don't want to keep it just us. Like yeah, it right. is a really mm-hmm. cool way to work with other people as well. Yeah, yeah of course. Um, and you guys made a video for the Phoenix Foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's been a a, a big 
chunk of our year this year. Yeah, how was that? that? It was awesome. How was that experience? It was so great. They um, they came to us because they wanted a crazy psychedelic retro music video, and um, yeah, I I sent them through a really nonsensical um, treatment, and they were like, "Love it, let's do it." So we did it. That's awesome. <laughs> they pretty much said yes to everything. Um, and Milk Gang. They were awesome to work with. They were like, they, lo- they loved it. Yeah. They felt that it really, um, it really suited. They said something like, I think it's the most, it's the most Phoenix Foundation video we've ever had or something. Yeah. And wow. they've done a lot. So yeah. that's cool. They've yeah. done, done one with Taika, awesome. haven't they? Yeah. One or two, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was that, early days. that must be nice praise because it's because they're quite involved in the film industry in terms of like they they write music for yeah films totally. and everything like totally they're, yeah. they're no strangers to like that kind of world yeah. so yeah for sure they've got a lot more connections in the film industry world than we do <laughs> and it, so it was yeah that was uh, um, real nice to be asked to do that uh, whose idea was the like the costumes the like. Uh, the big phone costume. Yeah, that so was you, that was my idea, but I didn't I didn't know how awesome they were going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 commissioned a friend to make them, and it was kind of their um, lockdown project. So the, right. a, a little more time than anticipated w- was able to be spent making them. <laughs> yeah. What well, <laughs> was there any like? Uh, were they just in that costume the whole? Shoot, like a lot of time in it, like an uncomfortable amount of time. Yeah, or? like whenever it would stop rolling. Sam would kind of be like passing me the phone, like with <laughs> sort of just couldn't wait to get it off. Of course. A <laughs> yeah. lot of Sam just sitting there. I mean, Luke, Luke sitting there with the air, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> when is this going to be over? <laughs> yeah, I must admit, that is usually my experience with music videos, just like, oh, not. yeah, most of it's waiting around, yeah. especially because yeah. we, we shot it on film. So the day in the studio, we, we got all six members of the band to come and hang out and because we're because we're shooting on film, you, yeah, you can only shoot each shot for like you know a little more than the amount you're gonna actually use because it's so expensive. So they they waited around all day and like flew from Auckland to to literally get on the drums and play for twenty seconds. Uh, and like, yeah, sweet, got the shot. Next, yeah, no. <laughs> thank you. Go have some snacks. Yeah, <laughs> are you guys like comfortable working on film now? It's the- it's getting yeah getting more and more comfortable. Yeah, which is good. It's always uh. There's always a bit of pressure, but it's um, it's healthy pressure, I think. Because when was the first time do when was the first time you used film on like you shot film on video? Um, Microscopic gold. Yeah, video. yeah. I kind of worked with other people a few times, and then got to a point where I felt comfortable doing it myself. Because do you? I guess you you wouldn't be editing the the physically. No, you, you you digitize it and then edit it. Is yeah, that, you send it a, you send it away to Australia, and they they process it and scan it and send you back the, the digital files yeah wow so it's just you just edit it like anything else just gotta like please come back with footage yeah kind of thing totally cross the fingers yeah it's it's so like <sighs> you you ever get nervous sending away like a 35 yeah. mil roll of stills like Honestly, it's, it's, it's that times like, like a, a million it's making me break sweats now <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. like it's like uh Cool, we're only making a music video for Phoenix Foundation. And it's like, oh, cool, it's on film. I hope that that film of the Phoenix Foundation comes back. You're, the yeah. you're sending it internationally as well. <laughs> God, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, so like, neurotic about no, that kind no of No backups stuff. for that. No, I get yeah. so anxious about it. 
That was yeah. That was a that was a good day when we got those scans back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are there? Do you have any? Are there like dream acts or even like dream like actors or other people in the film industry that you would like? I'd really like to make a video or make some kind mm. of visual work with this person. Hmm. Mm. I haven't put too much thought into that. I feel like the Phoenix Foundation were one of those. Just a really iconic group. Hmm. I feel like if you say, you don't want to say. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to yeah, say it because it'll make it, it real. No. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Troy Kingy would be awesome. He's actually a friend of Ezra's, so. That would be cool. That would be cool. Working with a real actor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, instead of musicians trying to act. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. That'd be a luxury. Um, no, nah, I, I don't know, like, yeah, loads. I want, I want to do a lot more of it, so. We've kind of got a few conversations going with bands mm. um, to make videos over the next couple of months. And some of those I'm like, please, 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 please. Yeah. So I really want that to happen. Not necessarily like big bands, just bands that I really love the music of. Mm. Do, you, do you go out and actively like seek um, projects like this or is it mainly just people coming to you because they know you most, guys know your work yeah most of it so far has been just people coming to us we'll, we'll send out the odd hustling email but um usually yeah i, I don't have i haven't had to make show reels or anything like that so yeah that's cool nice. mm. working with wax chattels was a dream too oh they're, they're great their album also comes out tomorrow it does yes it's a good day tomorrow slash two days ago heavy friday yeah 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 sorry <laughs> We don't Their care. album's oh, also out we, now. We, we don't care for the fourth wall here. We're calling this on Thursdays. You guys get on Sundays because you suck. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll have like some kind of Patreon where you can like get it live early one. or if you want to support live. it. Just do it live. I'd love live. Invite them in. Honestly, like the more and more I – because I talk quite a lot unedited and also like I really like doing live over the internet or whatever like that and I've kind of realized that that's quite – I'm in the minority on that, that a lot of people, I didn't realize it because I'm not like this, but find it quite unnerving sometimes being live and b being filmed or like not having that like safety valve of controlling what they're saying. Mm, mm, so I've actually, like, I, the more, and the more I lean into um, doing that whole like live unfiltered thing, the more, I, the more I enjoy it. So that probably will be happening. I'd love yeah. to, I would love for New Zealand to have like the new form of music television here mm. as in a sense of like we kind of like get rid of the medium of tv but we kind of create a platform that is like our internet version of what a music channel would be it's like shit you would put up on youtube but like uh we actually do it all on on like one thing and it's like a it's like live music and it's music documentaries and it's like live shows with people just yeah. chatting and talking and like all that shit it's so doable and so cheap it's just kind of like a setup cost but yeah we watched your um your talk about when rnz concert was oh. gonna be cancelled yeah <laughs> i still feel very strongly about that mm. are they still gonna have uh like a rnz music youth it's been thing? put on pause because of covid <laughs> totally not because of the outrage over getting rid of concert <laughs> um yes the update on that i tweet them about I tweet RNZ about once every two or three days asking where a youth channel is. <laughs> I haven't got a reply though, but people are starting to get behind the movement. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> it'd be great. It'd be great. 
um, even if it's like made by the people who are like already entrenched in the music industry and they've all got old ideas and shit like it's it was <laughs> and they made like what we expect the youth channel to be it would still be slightly better than having nothing at all so i'm still yeah. like behind it but um i was listening to duncan grieve from the spinoff and he yeah. was he has a really great podcast called the fold who talks about media stuff and i mm. there was some speculation on that that um what rnz had done was essentially used the outrage over cancelling concert to behind closed doors acquire more funding from the government on top of their usual budget so that they could keep concert and fund a youth channel coming up hmm. so and so i suspect which would need a new announcement so my speculation based on absolutely nothing having no information on the subject whatsoever <laughs> is that potentially maybe there might be like a policy thing in the labor arts and Whenever they have an, whenever any party yeah, has an arts yeah. Uh, yeah. funding policy, which is kind of like to be seen, kind of shows how much really um, the government kind of cares about culture to me. But um, I'm I'm sure I'm guessing there might be something in there about the youth channel. Or mm. I do know, fair credit to them though. Aside from the youth channel thing, there's a lot of really great initiatives being drafted in terms of like different funds and different kind of aspects of the music industry where they're going to try and uh, put a bit of money coming down the pike. So mm. yeah. yeah. Mm. I word of this domestic yeah. touring fund thing. Oh, yes. Sounds interesting. Refreshing the New Zealand music commission website. Mm. Just like, I want to know. Yeah. It's yeah. level one now. It's yeah. It's exciting. I think it's an exciting time. Like it's really shit, especially for, I would say mm. like bands like you guys, where have you like had a, have a lot of momentum and also are like really live um, heavy that like it is kind of shit that I can't you guys can't just like whenever you want go and book a gig and travel there and do it but mm -hmm. I feel like it's a really exciting time because of the break from everyone's like had a breather and everyone's kind of open to doing maybe new things or mm. feeling like oh I'm kind of stuck in this place maybe I'll try something new mm. and I really like that I've got that sense of energy I mm. think we're like we as a band are valuing live shows way more um, like in terms of the financial side because I didn't really realise until I started planning this New Zealand tour that we're doing um, in October and oh, November. Oh, yes, we will be doing plugs for that. Yeah, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, and kind of doing the budget and like looking at uh, the numbers, the numbers <laughs> yeah. from I love this shit. Please our carry previous on. tours and being like, hey, we actually met like, Remember making money off shows? Like, yeah. this is, yeah, yeah. like, th this is actually, um, you know, that's part of our um, support system. I, be, so. I guess we've been doing it for a while now, so it's like, I don't know, it's hard to take the fact seriously that live shows are actually a real part of your annual income. income kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Like, we're kind of conditioned to, to be like, music's not for money. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But yeah. realistically, like, we, we, we play shows because we love it and because it's fun, but there is also numbers in our bank account. Yeah. However small it might be, it's still a, a thing that helps pay rent. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's kind of impacted how we're planning this tour, um, just in terms of the marketing and just wanting to go really hard and mm. sell some You guys are playing a, yeah, good dates. You're playing yeah. quite a good number of dates as well. It's, yeah. not, it's not just the old buddy 
four, four <laughs> yeah. two weekends, yeah. four stops kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We wanted to do a few more as well, but um, yeah. We're, we're seven's pretty good. Seven's I pretty think. good for New Zealand. Uh, I mean, yeah. this Omaru. Yeah, dope. We're in yeah. Omaru. Settler Theatre. Okay, sick. Yeah. It's, I don't know no much Tamaru, about though. the place. No, no Timaru, sorry. sorry. Sad. <laughs> People still email me about the venue Mothers in Timaru, which was on a lot of the two cartoons posters, but it was literally my mom's house. <gasps> like, I had people like, oh, do you have the contact for Mothers? With putting it? I'm like, yeah, my mom's left, bro. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good venue name, actually. Mothers, yeah. Mothers. You can, anyway, you can have that. That's, a, that's not mine. Yeah, do you, that's kind of cool. Like, do you actually, it would be great I'm sure you have in mind, like, even expanding upon the amount of dates you're doing on this one at some point through New Zealand. Like, do you have a dream of, like, mm. I want to fucking actually go on, a, like, a proper tour of New Zealand and play, like, all these other places and play, like, for yeah, a we were months? Yeah, mm. we were going to drive the whole way down and, and take a few days off and go to Central Otago and stuff. But um, it didn't quite make sense in the end. We were also going to go to – we wanted to go to Nelson and Takeka, mm. but that'll have to wait till another time. It's You've got to take the risk, eh? Like, mm. I think – for this one, we're like, okay, we're doing three towns that we haven't played before and uh, risks. Yeah. Um, and I think that's kind of enough for now because it's, it's sad, but the potential is that those shows could like bring down your whole tour. So I think once we kind of, if we see, if, you know, you go to a small town and then you see that there's actually a really great crew that, you know, pulled the scene together and, it takes Tell all their mates to come. It takes one tiny collective in any small yeah. town in New Zealand, no yeah, matter what the size, just to, just to create you know, a little network that's an, that makes sense for bands to play there on, on a little tour. And honestly, yeah. it takes bands like you guys to turn up and actually inspire the people there. Yeah. Like, there are people in New Zealand doing like some fucking cool shit and they're here right now. Mm. Like mm. we could be doing this and we could have more of this. I definitely felt that in Timaru when yeah. the odd band would come down and play. Yeah, totally. I'm from small town up north as yeah. well and... Yep, every, every like the few people that are into underground stuff up there have to have to come to Auckland. Mm. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would go to shows if, if someone took the initiative to like spread the word and start a little thing. Well, Elizabeth, I don't know if you remember back in the day, but there was a band called Elizabeth and Lizard in Dunedin yeah. and mm-hmm. they were good friends with Rackets and they did a 51-day tour of New oh, Zealand. I think it was even God. like Beach Pigs were on it as well. Yeah. They played like Franz oh Joseph God. Glacier. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, 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 and like just like outside. everywhere, they just took the PA. They were on, yeah. they were on the road for like two and a half months or something. That's I mean, great, which That's is like so amazing. Cool. But like, it's like, unfortunately, we need like probably something not that extreme. But exactly <laughs> what you're talking about, you know, three dates is probably mm. the maximum. But it's also like those are going to be three investments, mm. not only yeah. in like your touring schedule through New Zealand in terms of like developing what you can do. Like, Bunny air markets for yourselves in Oamaru, you know what yeah. I mean? But you're, you, uh, the more bands do that, the like better returns you're going to get for everyone mm. because it has, it's almost a mentality thing of like there is going to be music to see. Also, bringing it back to um, doing DIY European tours, like playing to an empty room in some random town in the Netherlands, like if we can do that and and keep playing shows then you can play an empty room in Ormadu like like it's absolutely nothing <laughs> yeah of course of course yeah yeah yeah, yeah absolutely like it's a dream bro it's, fine. it's a, just down the road in yeah, comparison, yeah. <laughs> they've got a sweet ass skate park and 
White Stone Cheese Rules. Ooh, the White yeah. Stone Cheese Factory Heck there. Yeah. Oh, I've spent a lot of time. Got some good op shops. Oh, it's some good ones, man. Mm. Yeah. People don't look and like op shops that are not rated at all mm. because mm. there's no there's no real kind of like culture of actually going and buying like this. The things. southern op shops are they're, they're special. Yeah. There's older yeah. stuff down there. Yeah. Save Mart's and like Industrial Christchurch. That's where the, that's mm-hmm. where the real shit is. Yeah. Dunedin's Dunedin's not bad. So it's yeah. good when the students are away. Because oh, they start true. like they st- they'll start raiding shit. Then mm. <laughs> they get their hands on to burn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. I think we've been talking for. I could talk forever, you guys, but um, I yeah. think it's time for plugs because plugs. you've got a tour coming up, right? Yeah. Um, we, the the dates for that. Plug it. Not okay. not all the dates, but like Go when guess. does it start? This is all you. So this is uh, do all the dates. Go on. Earth Tongue Tour. Yep. Uh, presented by Under the Radar. Cheers. Um, we're playing in Christchurch, Oamaru, Dunedin, starting 29th of October. Playing in Dunedin on that's Halloween. My, that's my birthday. <gasps> 29th of October. We're in. Oh. We're at Dark Room that night. Oh, Christchurch. Yeah. Love the Dark Room. Good spot. Yes. Oh, great spot. Yep. Um, then we're playing uh, Wellington, Raglan, and Tauranga, and then Auckland. So it's it sort of spans over weekends. Mm. 29th October, Auckland show is 27th November, tickets from Under the Radar. And, yeah. And in between those weekends, we're going to be recording album number two. Oh. Ooh. Which, Very cool. Uh, the song is coming along nicely. Yeah. I think I think, uh, I think people will enjoy. Oh. Are we going to hear Whenever it? it comes out, maybe, I don't know, next year sometime. Are some of those songs live ready? Like, are they going to be in the sets and this They tour? will be. They will be, yeah. yeah. We're, going to road, we're going to road test a bunch of them. Oh. We're going to band practice this afternoon, actually. Yeah. Hey, well, good luck with that. <laughs> thanks. Cheers. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, thanks so much for coming down. I really appreciate <laughs> hanging out with you guys. Anytime. It's really fun to have you. And um, the tour's going to be great. Woo! I'll see you at the Auckland show. Hell yes. yeah. All right. Whammy. Thanks, everybody, for listening. See you next week. Cheers. <laughs>